Up 21 points with four minutes to go. The Bucks were cruising towards a nice win on the road in a back-to-back shorthanded. Uh, then somehow we ended up in overtime and needed a Grayson Allen corner three to win this game. And if you look at the box score, this is one of the most insane stat sheets I've ever seen watching the NBA, particularly in the modern times. So Frank's here. We're going to try and break down what we just watched. But in the end, the Bucks get, got a win on the road. Uh, thank goodness. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Over at ESPN, alongside me, the founder of Brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden, uh, for today's episode. Uh, that is brought to you by Built Bar. And we'll get to Built Bar a little bit later in the show. We thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen of every single day, and particularly to those fans that are probably exhausted, drained, confused, a little bit scared, but they're with us in the live stream to try and talk about what the heck we just watched in Toronto. The Bucks win. 104 to 101 in overtime, Frank. And I went a little bit early in our DM. I said, you know what? This hasn't been pretty, but this is a good win for the Bucks on a back-to-back shorthanded. They they battled their way through. They're going to win this. I might maybe just went a little bit early. <laughs> and I still wasn't scared until Gary Trent knocked down the three and it went to overtime. But talk us through what you saw because we can start wherever you want to start because there is a lot to break down from this schmuzzle we saw in Toronto? So I I was a little fortunate because I uh, was doing bedtime with my daughter and I paused (laughs) the game when Giannis found Brooke uh, for the dunk, which I I can't remember if that was to put them up 19 or 21. Um, But, you know, that was like Bucks in, you know, dancing on their graves sort of mode uh with whatever it was you know four or four and change left in the fourth quarter and as i was walking down the stairs following reading the two stories i read read to my daughter tonight um i was kind of thinking i was like man is that you know if the bucks win that by like 15 or something like where does that rank among the bucks best road wins because let's be honest i mean they really haven't had like resounding impressive road wins i think they have maybe one double digit road win this season um you know obviously opening night in philly was was a big win not a particularly like impressive one giving you know it was kind of a rock fight um i mean you could argue the pelicans win was one of their one of their best world wins winning by nine in new orleans given you know sort of again just the fact that you've been fairly shorthanded but you did have drew in that game as well uh but honestly i mean coming into this game like especially after last night it's the second night of a back-to-back and drew's not playing at all joe ingles isn't playing at all due to kind of like basically conditioning coming back from their respective, you know, injuries slash illnesses. Um, again, no, no Wes Matthews, just because I guess uh, George Hill is still sick because, you know, everybody who dribbles, a, who can dribble a basketball basically caught this illness. The bucks have, you know, only affects people that can dribble a basketball. Apparently it's called the turnover um, bug. It's affecting the whole team right now. <laughs> um 
But, uh, I mean, coming into the game, like, you just look at it again, you think, well, you know, we've seen Toronto with their physicality and athleticism defensively. They've, you know, been a team that has definitely has the athletes to match up with Yana, especially on the second night of back-to-back coming off a 55-point masterpiece. I mean, you, you know, there's going to be some letdown tonight uh, for Giannis at least. And if Giannis has a letdown game, given you've got nobody else with him, basically, uh, you felt like, man, Toronto is as much as they've been struggling. This is a game that's kind of ripe for Toronto to, to pick up a win and for the Bucks to kind of, again, you know, do the one step forward, one step back thing, which has felt like really the, the story of their season here over the past month or so. But um, so let me start by just saying like any, anything that counts as a victory tonight, mm-hmm. Um, regardless of how ugly, pretty, or otherwise it might have been, um, is a good result. And, agree. you know, you can bank that and take that. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll sleep well knowing that the Bucks, you know, pulled off two wins in 48 hours with a severely shorthanded roster. Uh, but, I mean, you, you can't, I mean, you, as much as I was looking like maybe their best road win after 44 minutes, and I mean, we'll talk about it first half was an abomination right it was the let's let's make sure that not everybody gets too high on um you know the the state of offensive basketball because that was offensive it was not offensive um just horrendous shooting i mean what did the raptors miss like their first 15 shots and they were down only seven seven nothing like six or seven minutes into the game it was absurd and to blow that lead especially coming off the way that they blew the lead in Chicago, you know, um, I guess it was, it, was it, a, was it only, was that only a week ago? I mean, I don't know. This stuff feels like it's, 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 that felt like it was an attorney ago, but um, you know, again, just a complete collapse. This, this was an even bigger collapse than what we saw in Chicago. And so it's almost like, man, like you, to let it happen twice in such a short period of time, you know, Bud pulling, like pulling the starters with like three minutes to go or whatever it was, like victory cigars. Like, did the Nationals? You're up twenty one. Like, let's be real. Like, people will say you pulled them too early, but you're up. You're up bloody twenty one points. Like, dribble the ball up the court. Yeah. Well, they can't do that. <laughs> like, I know, can, but it's, he's not asking that. a lot. Yeah, I mean, Thanasis, did, did Thanasis shoot a corner three? Am I, did I imagine that? Yeah, Thanasis no. actually played a minute in the fourth quarter of this game, um, and. Even even so, like they brought the starters back and then they got it back in hand again and it should have been fine. But just again, just this calamity of, of errors and, um, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, 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 again, like I was kind of like catching up on DVR. I, I saw the foul on Gary Trant. I didn't realize it was going to be a flagrant foul. So I didn't really see the replays. Was that just a horrendous call? Like I, it didn't even look like anybody touched him. Did I miss something? Was there? So it was Grayson Allen. It was Grayson yes. Allen, and oh. his hand, well, his hand may or may not have grazed his wallabies. I'm not 100% sure, but it, it's my thought or my feeling that if it's anyone else almost in the entire league, that's not a flagrant. So that's where I stand on it. People will disagree. People that don't like Grayson Allen will say it was dirty because I've already seen it on Twitter. But if it's any other player in the league, that's not a flagrant. I mean, there was a, like the Bucks threw up all over themselves, but let's also be honest. There was some completely puzzling, baffling, and straight up horrific calls in the last three minutes of this game. Yeah. Well, and, and also just, you know, when they were inbounding with whatever it was, 10 seconds left, Giannis is inbounding and media. I'm like, Oh God, what are they, how are they going to screw this up? 
again, flashback of Giannis inbounding the ball against the Bulls and, and turning it over. Um, and then Bobby Portis just like, I mean, normally that probably is a foul call. Mm. I, I didn't really see like a, a good replay of it. Um, but the officials again, just thought like, ah, it'll be more fun if we don't call a foul in here. We just yeah, call, a, yeah, call, right. call, a, call out of bounds. Um, so yeah, I mean, just again, there's no excuses for it. It's just JB shit, you know, freshman, <laughs> freshman basketball stuff, like basically the reverse of what we saw, um, in the first quarter, uh, when, when Toronto just, you know, again, bucks were basically just letting them shoot mid range jumpers and they were just missing everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, just a straight up disaster. And I, I find it interesting though. I mean, against the bulls, obviously the bucks kind of were just out of gas completely and ended up throwing up all over themselves in overtime. Um, but I think in general, it, it, it always surprises me how much teams are able to reset themselves when they go into overtime, even when they blow mm. a big lead or they really falter down the stretch. And, um, Obviously, neither of these teams was very trustworthy, especially offensively tonight. Kind of wild that they both cracked 100, even though it took an extra five minutes. But um, I don't know. I mean, credit to the Bucks; they, they stuck with it well enough. And, uh, you know, Giannis, uh, I, I'm going to say this, a stat line we will never see from him again. 30 points, 21 rebounds gets his 10th assist on just a tremendous kick out to Grayson Allen in the corner. Um, also 12 turnovers, which, you know, career high, again, just turned it over every which way. Some of them I'd say pretty questionable, but um, you know, Grayson Allen, who we've been very critical of, who's been straight up bad, has gotten too many minutes for probably the last month and Bud has stuck with him. I think he's in general battled more defensively, I think he deserves mm -hmm. credit. He's been better defensively than certainly you would expect. Um, and shooters got to shoot and he shot and uh, he, he paid it off. And again, uh, you know, all of that crazy back and forth, ugly basketball, brief glimpses of nice, <laughs> nice basketball. Um, all just comes down at the end to, to one play. And, you know, thankfully for the bucks, they avoid just, you know, the, the embarrassment of, of just an historic collapse. I think I saw, I think I saw who, I forget who tweeted out, but I think somebody tweeted that, um, that like, who was it? Somebody blew a 14 point lead in the last minute 46 recently, which was like the worst blown lead of a, like, it was like the latest blown 14 point lead in NBA history. I think the Bucks had 14 point lead with like a minute 14 or something like that, which would have been again, like by far the worst 14 point blown lead um, that we've ever seen in the play-by-play -play era. So again, if, if this was, um, you know, a full strength Bucks team, I think you'd probably be sitting here just feeling a lot more, uh, raising a lot more questions about how they could have been so bad and what the heck is going on that they can't close out. Um, but given kind of where they are and, you know, Toronto, the, the leading the league in turn enforcing turnovers and, Again, the combination of a Bucks team that literally has has just a bunch of guys that can't dribble or pass, and a team that loves to throw around their athletes and, and create turnovers. It was obviously a brutal combination for the Bucks tonight. What do they have? 25, 26 turnovers. I mean, just horrendous ball control and unfortunately somewhat predictable just given who was available. But 
you guys are professionals. <laughs> like you got you got to do better than what we saw, and certainly you got to do better in the last couple of minutes. And um, uh, again, you just kind of say thank you to, to the basketball gods that that you at least get to fly home with with a second win in forty eight hours. Which you know, again, taking a step back, that is obviously the most important thing. And you know, if you told us, especially after that Wizards loss um, on Sunday that the Bucs are going to come back and, and win twice in 48 hours um, against Washington and Toronto, I think you'd say, okay, good. That kind of gets, feels like it gets things a little bit more on track. And, you know, lo and behold, you look at the standings right now, Brooklyn finally lost a game tonight in Chicago. By the way, the Bulls are six and one against the Nets, Celtics and Bucks this year, like makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like they just beat, I think they're two and zero against the Celtics and two and zero against the Bucks. Um, so the Bucks statistically tied with the Nets now in second place, just a game back of, of the Celtics. So, man, I mean, the East is just right there and uh, we'll see how long it, it stays this close, but um, just sort of underscoring, like just take care of business, you know, against the Toronto team that's been struggling, you know, again, just take care of business. They're 12th right now in the East and um, they're a better team than what we've seen, but just kick these teams when they're down, right? That's what we really need to do. We take advantage and when, the schedule gets you up against a team that's struggling. And um, again, Bucks also a team that's been struggling, especially when you factor in the injuries and who that was available tonight, but big credit to Giannis just kind of powering through. And, um, you know, Pat Connaughton uh, mentioned, obviously uh, Grayson hitting shots, Pat Connaughton, 12 of his 15 in the first half. And, you know, Marjan Bochamp had some really nice flashes, gave them a nice shot of energy in the first half. Um, and uh, again, just kind of, not, not a work of art, but um, got just enough from from a lot of guys who, again, were were stretched beyond their usual roles. Well, you mentioned the fact that teams can reset uh, when they get to the overtime period after you know, clearly they're battling against a lot of momentum fatigue on the back to back. Some guys playing big minutes. Giannis played forty of the fifty three again tonight. And I think I know the reason why, because they all had built bar in the timeout. They pulled out a box. They gave everyone a built bar. And all of a sudden they came out, they win the game in overtime. That's a lesson for life. Cause if you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, you got to try a built bar. We just got through the holidays. Uh, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier and look, it's questionable how long this is going to last, but uh, you know, you start in the first couple of weeks and see how you end up. But uh, for one delicious treat that will last you for the entire year, uh, you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, perfect for your New Year's resolution as well. And you might ask, what makes Built so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. Can't confirm what Giannis had uh, before overtime, but uh, he probably would have had one of those three. So head to your nearest Walmart today, walk into a pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You don't even need to go to Built.com anymore, but you certainly can. You can just go to Walmart. Uh, and if not, you can go to Sam's Club. What the hell is Sam's Club? I'm not 100% sure, but go to Sam's Club and grab yourself a 13-bar box with the hit flavors, brownie, batter, and churro as well. And uh, you can just thank me later. So that's Built Bar. Make sure you go check you, it out. Do you know what Costco is, Kane? Absolutely. we got one just okay. down the road. Never been okay. there. Yeah. Sam's Club is uh, basically Walmart's version of Costco. It's like a big warehouse-style bulk food and random stuff uh, place. My, my, we had a membership when I was a kid. And they give they give out a lot of free samples, and so that was like the thing is you go to Sam's Club, mm, you get free samples. Sure. Not sure if they have free built bar samples, um, but uh, but yeah, 
shout out to Sam's Club uh, for carrying some built bar. They wouldn't have any samples because there's no need to give samples because uh, people already know. They already know about built bar, so uh, they're just going to go and uh, they may as well not waste them. A few comments in the stream here I want to go through. Robert says that he started watching with 2.30 remaining and he thought it was going to Robert, be a nice little closeout. Robert, I don't you're know whether it's, watching more games. I don't know whether, yeah, I don't know whether to feel sorry for Robert or just blame him uh, straight up, but uh, that's certainly unfortunate. We have another... There you go, Kane, right there. Oh, my goodness. Coconut I'm almonds. I'm going to start drooling all over. Frank just pulled out a build bar. And we've got a comment here camera. saying the Bucks, do, uh, the Bucks don't box out. Well... They won the rebounding count 73 to 47, which tells me that rebounding potentially not a huge issue uh, from this game tonight. But just on to the performance of Giannis. So you already mentioned the turnovers, and clearly, clearly, you know, 12 turnovers is a lot for him. But I thought early in the game he had a couple of um, turnovers that, I mean, it's hard for me to really, and it's not to excuse Giannis of everything, but it just felt like he was absolutely knackered. I don't know how you score 55 points and do everything he did last night, then jump on a plane, fly to Toronto. So I'm willing to give him a mulligan on a few of those turnovers tonight. Uh, there's no doubt. It looked like he was cramping late in the fourth quarter, which makes me nervous because I was like, well, if he's cramping in that calf, you just don't want to push him to exertion, but the Bucks absolutely needed him. And rightfully so, Frank, you've pointed out, not to necessarily criticize Giannis, just because it's so bizarre. There was some weird stuff in December where some of his minutes, the Bucks just weren't winning his minutes, which is completely odd for Giannis because they've dominated his minutes over the course of the last few years. And I think part of it is obviously the lineups that they've had to use through this stretch. But last night, he's plus 25 in a game uh, that the Bucks win. And then tonight, he's plus 20 in his 40 minutes, which means that there were minus 17 in the 13 minutes that he sat down. So uh, you can talk about turnovers all you want, but to me, this was another remarkable performance. And for all the talk of how many triple-doubles Giannis could have, remember how many times he's gone hunting for the 10th the assist and no one can hit a three? I'll take a game winner as the 10th assist on a pass like that. The, the, I, I thought he was stumbling. I thought it was a good play to just say, I'm not passing it to anyone else. I'm going to get to the free throw line. Worst case scenario, even if he splits them, you're up one point. But to able to make that pass to Grayson Allen, who is still at 38% from three this year, even though he's obviously been in a slump these last few weeks. And also his second game winner for the year. He hit that one uh, in New York as well. So look, uh, uh, you're certainly not going to hear any anything I don't care how many turnovers Giannis said tonight. I thought it was another remarkable performance. And again, I, I don't know how he physically pushed himself to the limit to be able to do that. But I can only imagine what was going through his head when he checked out with four minutes to go. And then all of a sudden, he finds himself walking back out onto the floor uh, in overtime. But he's a machine. He's a robot. I don't know what you want to use to describe him. Yeah, if you had told me, well, if you had told me that Giannis wouldn't score in overtime and the Bucs would win, that would have surprised me. Um, but they got, I think Bobby Portis hit that little, his patented little push shot, um, to start the overtime. And I mean, it was only seven to four, right? So it was not, there wasn't a lot, uh, a lot going on. Um, and obviously Grayson Allen, you know, he's been struggling a lot, just a lot of nights. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. A lot of chewing. It's a chewy. can hear Frank eating, but it's built past. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I need it. You know, I don't know if that's better or worse than when I was eating popcorn on the pod last week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> need, to, need to work that mute button. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you just look up and down the box score. I mean, you know, last night, Giannis, Brooke, Bobby were were the big contributors tonight. Bobby 
seven to 16, 14 points. So not, you know, not an efficient night, got his double, double as per usual, but a minus 15. Uh, and I thought defensively he had some really kind of noticeably bad moments like Siakam who really struggled on like four out of 18. He's been awesome this year. Um, but I mean, not that anybody had a good night shooting for the Raptors tonight, but you know, this is the advantage of, of Giannis starting a power forward is that he's matched up with Siakam so much. And I mean, it's just really hard for, for him to attack Giannis. And um, he got, he got going briefly attacking Bobby, just kind of bulldozed him <coughs> getting to the rim, but I'll, I'll give Bobby some credit too. He had a couple possessions. I think we had a steal um, and, you know, actually had another where he forced turnover, I think on Siakam and then, Bobby Portis, we talked about switching, how he should probably switch more yesterday. And he ultimately had, uh, I think, the switch on the contest, I think on the last shot that, you know, last meaningful shot that um, that the Raptors had to try to tie it at the end of overtime. So, um, you know, pretty much everybody basically has, has to play in a game like this. Uh, and uh, you need to get a little bit of something from a lot of people that maybe you're not used to getting it from. And um, you know, Pat, 15 points, 12 of them in the first half, Grayson Allen, 16 points. And I'd rate, I don't know how many of those were after halftime, but it felt like most slash all might, might come after halftime also had five assists. So again, credit to, to Grayson Allen. We've been very hard on him and he's, I'd say probably deserved a lot of that criticism. Um, but he comes up with the, the big final kill shot tonight and, um, I'll say this too, you know, Marjan Beauchamp, we, we've obviously talked a fair bit about him. He's, he's been playing of late, um, you know, a bit sporadic in terms of his minutes tonight, 10 points, four out of six. He started the game three for three, hit a couple threes in the first half when nobody was hitting anything. And it was like, oh, oh, you can make baskets in this sport. Interesting. Hmm. Um, so I thought he gave some nice energy and his other basket was like a very like, whoa, dunk where he kind of just. I don't know it was like kind of a parting of the Red Seas and just went in and came flying through for it was off two feet. Well, again, I like to see Marjan jumping off one foot because, again, a little more explosive, better for transition. But he did jump off two feet for a nice two handed dunk. Good, good rim hang as well. 8.5 is my official judge score on the on the rim hang <laughs> that he had. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I thought a bit of a trial by fire. He, I mean, he was guarding Fred Van Vliet a fair bit. I thought they were going to need him just because they were going to need him to guard up a little bit more just because of all the, you know, army of six, seven, six, eight guys that the Raptors have, but really he spent a lot of his time defending on the perimeter and some challenging moments in that regard, you know, having to get over lots of screens and, you know, certainly uh, (laughs) we're we're getting, we're getting requests to trade and came Pittman to the Raptors in our comments. We got some haters in the chat. We got some haters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh but you know shout out to, to marjan and um i mean this is the kind of night where i think you really wanted to see a guy like marjan because of just the physicality and athleticism with which the raptors play uh and he, even a couple of a couple of nice passes from him he had that really nice like baseline like left-handed wraparound pass that you almost like were like, wait a minute, where is this going to? And it found its way to Brooke Lopez, I think it was, for a layup. This was in the salad days of, you know, the middle of the fourth quarter when it seemed like everything was going great. <laughs> everything was going great. But, um, but yeah, just a nice night for him. And he should have had another three-point play on a where he, 
he's gotten very smart. Like, like we don't talk much about guys learning stuff from Giannis, but it seems like Marjan has learned that when he drives, especially he'll drive like left the baseline. He uses like, he'll go shoulder to shoulder with guys and kind of burrow and, and use the, his strength there to create room for himself and finish at the rim. Tonight, he did that again, driving, wasn't from the, from the left side, but drove, had Scotty Barnes kind of like a little sideways. And I think it was Scotty Barnes. I don't know, maybe it was somebody else, but um, I thought a very, like, not a call that goes for, you know, on a veteran, like that felt like a rookie, nah, that's right. a rookie call basically for a charge when the guy was not like, there was not, he was not like squared up or anything like that. Um, so that should have been a, a three point play opportunity for him. Um, but again, I mean, if you can get him these, these opportunities uh, now, and again, when you're a rookie, all you can do is just take advantage of opportunities and make shots, work hard, play defense, do stuff and, uh, and hope that, you know, again, like you'll just going to keep getting your number called. And so he just, I think deserves a lot of credit. Um, that three point shot was the huge question mark and, you know, two or three again tonight. Uh, he's, he's really shot the ball definitely as about as well as you could have expected this year. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, just, just been really fun watching him be a nice surprise. And I think the question is just, you know, can, can the Bucks find him minutes um, over the course of the kind of remaining two thirds of the season, but, um, but anyway, so yeah, shout out to Marjan and um, just looking at the box score, I do got to say plus 20 for Giannis. Thank God that you, you, you called it out plus 25 last night, plus 20 tonight. Good that we're getting back to the days of, you know, as, as much as I like it, that the bucks can, you know, actually outscore the other team when Giannis is on the bench, the weird, the weird December of, of the bucks losing Giannis's minutes all the time. I am eager to put that behind us. So hopefully we'll continue to see more of what we saw tonight. And obviously, hopefully at least you get Drew and, and hopefully Chris back soon. And uh, you don't have to put Giannis um, into needing to, to bring the ball up and needing to carry the offensive load quite, quite to the extent he has. Although again, you know, these last couple of days have been uh, days have been uh, a testament to, to everything that he's capable of when he's forced to do that. There's almost some strange upside with that, with the fact that they were they have been capable of winning some bench minutes. I don't know. That's if you want to if you want to swing it in a positive way. But again, we've said Giannis has been asked to do an absurd amount, and tonight they didn't really have anyone that could run offense. And I think that obviously was also a part of the struggles they had in a getting the ball in bounds, b bringing the ball up to half court against the pressure because there's no uh, no Drew, no Chris, no Joe Ingles as well who can run offense and. They don't. They just aren't a team that's got a true point guard or a natural point guard. That's not the way uh, they're built. So things can get a little shaky. And as Bud said before the game, it was always the plan for Drew Holiday uh, not to play this game after being ill. And as you mentioned a couple times on yesterday's post game show, he only played 19 minutes yesterday as well. So it was the plan uh, for him not to play. And Marjan Bochamp up to around 34% on his threes as well. And he's been. Uh, thrown in, well, the Bucks and Mike Boonholzer themselves have been looking uh, for applicants to accept different roles in this team because of the injuries they've had, which brings me to talk about uh, LinkedIn jobs. Uh, because as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on team members you surround yourself with. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs, uh, with LinkedIn jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have skills, values, and experiences 
to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect them for fast, uh, connect them fast and for free. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. But Marjan is at thirty four point nine percent from three now, so let's let's call it thirty five. Nice. I had last Delightful. looked at it when it was. I had last looked at it when, it was, when he was close to thirty seven percent a few games ago. So again, again, just the the day to day ups and downs. Um, given he hasn't shot a ton, hasn't played a ton this year, um, kind of had dragged that down a little bit. The two or three tonight, good to see. And uh, by the way, speaking of stats, Brooke Lopez nineteen rebounds. I know. I was thinking, is that his highest number for a, as a buck? Probably. I mean, that that's a huge number for a guy that obviously both Brooke and Robin are guys that, um, you know, have are are probably the the prime examples of big guys who help their teams rebound by just boxing out and letting other guys get the rebounds, so they never really get big uh, rebounding numbers themselves. Um, I mean, th- this game actually, this this season actually, he's up to six point two rebounds per game which is his highest since he's been with the Bucks. he's also playing 30.4 minutes which is his highest since since coming to milwaukee but um let me just see what his his uh his career high, high is 20 his career oh, high is 20 so and and by the way he would have had 20 but i think it was in the second or third quarter bobby portis acted like someone was trying to steal his child and dead set snatched the thing out of Brook lopez's hand and lopez was shaking his head running up the floor so he would have had an equal career high of bobby I wasn't hungry for that board, but uh, he's going to chase those double doubles. Six man of the year. Well, the line. His, his, Brooks' career high in rebounds came as a rookie, weirdly enough. Mm. Um, and here are his his season highs in rebounding year by year from 28-19, his first year in Milwaukee through this year. 10, 12, 12, 7. Obviously, last year was a short year, so 7 didn't, didn't have any double-figure rebounds. This year, 13. So his Bucks previous high was 13. 19 rebounds tonight. Uh, that is, uh, that's a really big number. And yeah, not often that you get three three guys collect 12 plus rebounds, but Giannis, Bobby, and uh, Brooke collectively grabbing 52 rebounds between them um, on a night where, uh, let's just say the, uh, the Toronto Raptors gave a lot of opportunities to rebound the, and by the way, on the question of, of re- offensive rebounding, the bucks had a 30% offensive rebound rate, which is very good. Well, but little above their, their season average, uh, the Raptors were at 25%, which is, you know, okay. Slightly below average. So overall bucks did a pretty, pretty solid job on the offensive glass. Probably just got tiring having to jump up and collect so many misses. But the funny part to me, the offensive ratings tonight, the Bucks were in the second percentile of all games with a 91.2 offensive rating tonight. So, again, you play 100 NBA games, uh, two of them will be as bad or worse as what the Bucks put up tonight. But not to be outdone, the Toronto Raptors, first percentile, baby, 89.4 points per 100. Um, an absolute stinker from the Raptors. I, it's kind of funny. I like, I, you know, like you, I know the Raptors have 
these struggles scoring and they're a weird team, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I feel like whenever I watch them, especially against the Bucks, like they've obviously beaten the Bucks a lot in recent years. They had, did I hear correctly? Did they have a, did they have a five game winning streak against the Bucks coming into this? Did I hear that stat? Um, surprise me. But uh, yeah, tonight you saw, it was like, okay, now I get it. I get it. I, I now understand why the Raptors stink offensively. They cannot make shots very easily. So uh, anyway, nice to see, uh, nice to see another team stink it up from three, nine of 46 from three point range were the Raptors tonight. So salute to our friends from the North for uh, building us a, a house of bricks. And salute to Patty C for going five for 11 from three. Cause my goodness, did they need some of those in the first half as well? And he, he knocked down a couple last night. So uh, nice to see Pat knocking down some shots. Just as we wrap this up, some crazy numbers that we, that I just, again, I mentioned the box score is absolutely insane. So because of the turnovers, well, the turnovers were a big part of this, but the Raptors took 28 more shots than the Bucks. They took 116 field goal attempts for 101 points. Now, I don't know. If I look at the starting five, it is just very odd to me that all five starters had between 23 shot attempts and 18. I can't remember looking at a starting five where every player has had at least 18 shot attempts. Like, it's just bizarre. They were absolutely letting it fly. Now, I did mention in our DM also, again, at that ill-fated point where it looked like the Bucks, well, they they held Toronto to 69 points with four minutes to go, which was very nice. And then uh, things got a little bit wobbly over the last couple of minutes. But the Bucks are now up to second in the NBA for defense, only behind the Cavs. Uh, but the bad news is they're down to 25th for offense. They have the second-ranked defense and the 25th-ranked offense, and that's some Jason Kidd first-year Zaza Petulia, Jared Dudley shit, Frank. 25th is, we understand they've got players out, but 25th is beyond a joke. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? This team, the last couple of years, were a top-five offense. Like, yeah. you know, we talked about it. Like, I think it's one of the you know big reasons why the defense was not as good the last couple of years is because basically they're like, eh, we can outscore you. Um but it has just been an absolute slog when they have not had, especially Drew. Drew is by far like the plus minus, you know, net on off God of, of this version of the Bucks. But, you know, the fact that you've been having to make patchwork uh, with Chris Middleton out all season uh, and Drew obviously going in and out. Um, I thought it was interesting that Drew actually talked a bit about, um, you know, what's been going on with him. And, you know, it's been just kind of a, a few different things. And it sounded like he had tonsillitis um, after Thanksgiving, I think. And uh, it's just been kind of one thing after, after another. And um, again, I mean, I guess you could argue, well, I guess better that than, you know, normal, like physical wear and tear, maybe. Um, but obviously very frustrating and I'm sure has, has been really difficult for him. And, you know, it's a challenge too coming back when obviously who was, he was not like he was like a hundred percent and, you know, rearing and ready to go last night. They obviously had to manage his minutes last night and they're obviously trying to, to kind of be mindful of, of where he is physically coming back from, from that illness. So, um, you know, thankfully you survive bank those two wins in 48 hours. And now you have, uh, 
a couple days off before uh, before you get to come back and um, you know go for go for win number win number three. It would be nice a three game winning streak. They did lose four out of five before they picked up these two wins, and just with all the guys out. You kind of never know what to expect coming into a game, as you pointed to, particularly on a back-to-back. Thanks for making Locked On Bucks your first listen today. For your second listen, Game to Game NBA has every moment, every top performance. I'm not sure how many outside of the uh, Grayson Allen uh, Corner 3 will be highlights from this game, that's for sure. But uh, they also have every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts as well, Frank. Hey, and uh, shout out to you as well. Uh, back-to-back podcasts. Uh, we'll make sure you get your rest and recovery, Frank. Yeah, I got a, a couple more bites of this built Bar. Uh, but uh, it's ten thirty at you know, night. You know, it's not recommended to have a built Bar this late. You'll be up until the. Uh, you'll be up until Sparrow's fart. You ever heard of the saying Sparrow's fart? Sparrow's fart. Yeah, it's first thing in the morning. It's when the when the sparrows are fighting. That's when you know it's time to get up. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I've never been to Australia, Kane. In, in the U.S., the birds sing in the morning. But uh, <laughs> you know, I guess the wildlife in Australia is just a little bit uh, a little bit off key. But uh, I, I have the benefit of um, I I never I can I can drink you know like uh, a Red Bull right before. Uh, going to bed and fall asleep immediately and the caffeine whatever no, none of that affects me so um so i'm not i'm not worried about a little a little built bar energy shot but uh yeah uh thankfully the bucks do not play a basketball game tomorrow and then they also have saturday sunday off before they go they get charlotte on friday at home and then they get a couple days off before they go to new york on monday so again we've we've been feel like we've been fortunate not to have too many back-to-backs um in quite a while and uh now, hopefully, some off days. <laughs> Trevor Matthews says, our sparrows are flatulent as hell down here. <laughs> Wait, is, does that mean Trevor is in Australia as well? Shout Aussie. out to Trev. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so oh, a little, some, some, some off days. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll even get a Chris Middleton sighting at some point. Um, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be just amazing? I feel like they won't bother playing him on Friday against Charlotte. But um, at some point, it would be nice. You know, it's 2023. Maybe Chris Middleton could start playing some basketball games. I don't know. Maybe that's a lot to ask, but uh, hopefully they can keep, keep rope banking some wins here regardless. Well, I'll tell you who won't be having a day off, and that's the Locked On Bucks podcast. So we'll be back tomorrow. So uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you do it. Hit the bell on if you're on YouTube. Hit subscribe or follow, depending on what audio platform you're listening to, but we really appreciate it. We still just haven't quite got to the 5K subscriptions on YouTube. I think we're at 4.97, so we're right there. Just a completely arbitrary uh, milestone we want to tick off here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. So help us get there. And uh, we would really appreciate it. And in the meantime, uh, we're going to go get some rest. And we'll speak to all of you people tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for commenting commenting on the live stream. As always, uh, some pretty uh, vibrant chatter from our friends uh, that listen to this show. So we'll catch you all tomorrow. The Bucks, uh, they win in the end. They hang on. I'm not sure it was an instant classic, but I'll probably remember it for a long time for some strange, strange reasons. We'll catch you all tomorrow.